0: Hey guys, welcome to The Honest Room. I'm Janan.
1: Hey guys, it's your girl Amira. Let's keep it honest.
0: Hey guys, welcome to The Honest Room. We're here with Mickey Woods.
1: Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: First things first, Mickey, tell everyone where they can find you on social media.
2: Sure. So um, my name is Mickey Woods, and you can find me at Quickies with Mickey. So on Instagram, I'm not really on Twitter, but my website is quickieswithmickey.com or Mickeywoods.com. Question What made you come up with that name? <laughs> Funny story. My mom actually came up with it. <laughs> Um, I think, well, so I started blogging about sex like two or three years ago. And initially um, my blog was called Sex Actualization. And it was about just kind of how I started becoming more self-aware and learned about myself. Sexuality was like a huge component of that for me. Um, But then I just started personalizing it more. And I was like, oh, mom, like, what should I call it? She was like, "Mm, Mickey, uh, quickies, quickies with Mickey. And I was like, that's corny. (laughs) I won't be going with that. But then after, like, a few weeks, it grew on me, and I was like,
1: hmm, I can dig it. I can go with this one.
0: <laughs> it's so catchy. Like, when I saw it, I was like, Quickies with Mickey, I love this. All
1: right, it's Thank so catchy, you. and it makes you want to look like, what? what is this about? Like, what is this about? <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people do, like, sex with
2: so-and-so, and at first I was like, oh, yeah, like, sex with Mickey, but... It just never really stuck. But then quickies with Mickey and the rhyming, it just it made sense. And like you can you can tell what it's about before you kinda of click on it as well. Like it's like, hmm, this might be sex related. It is awesome. <laughs>
0: Okay, so of course you're a sexologist, but you also do a lot about dating. Because I watched you were talking about polygamy. Okay.
2: Polygamy. So there's a difference between polygamy and polyamory.
0: Polyamory. Okay, That's polyamory. You, okay. <laughs> okay. Just notating that before we go further, because mm-hmm. that was actually a question I got. So we've all been quarantined. What are some ways that you're keeping like the sex life flowing and just really working for you?
1: Mm
2: um if y'all got tips let me know <laughs> yeah so I had like how personal should I get let me ask you how how personal should I get today
1: we keep it real and raw in the honest room
0: <laughs> you have to keep it honest in the honest room
2: I mean my sex life has slowed for sure and but I have found that there's I've become more aware of the fact that what we're often craving is intimacy Instead of sex, you know, and I realized that often that was definitely something that I use to get the lack of intimacy in my life, if that makes sense. So it's been really interesting learning all the ways in which I can kind of get fueled um, by ways outside of like that physical, that sexual energy. So just closeness and conversations, whether they're like really intimate, sexual, hot, whatever. Um, but just Finding romance, I'm actually writing an article on this right now, finding romance and sexual fulfillment outside of traditional ways, I guess. that That's kind of what I've been gathering from all this quarantine stuff, like learning how to cultivate and meet my needs, even if I'm in a pandemic or something like that, you know?
1: So what's a non-traditional way you can go about doing that? Mm, I mean,
2: there's so many. It, de- it really depends on who you are and like what makes the most sense for you, Right. So some people like the build up. Some people like to just be like, oh, like texting their, you know, booze or soon to be booze. I can't wait when this till this is over. Like, you know, we gonna do this, 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 and that. You laughing like, yeah. <laughs> Like some that person. people like that, like anticipation, right? Some people are more visual, like, oh, let's do a video chat, like, or oh, I'm being filled by porn, or like, you know, let's less space time, let's get sexy. Some people just more conversation. Like I'm a very I get stimulated by conversation. I'm pretty demisexual, so you can like stimulate my mind and stuff. I'm just like, mm, like I can't wait to have sex with you, you know. So it really depends. Um, I think it's kind of about kind of just knowing what makes you tick and turn you on and then kind of finding ways for that to fit that you know
0: speaking of porn literally like the first three weeks of this pandemic subscribed to every single onlyfans (laughs) that came across my twitter timeline and i literally was three weeks and i was like i can't do porn anymore i was like i literally need to take a break
2: (laughs) my bank account would be so mad at me if i did that like that you can afford this (laughs) if i if i subscribe to every only fans and i was like mm, this is enticing i'd be so broke
1: I was, like,
0: <laughs> I was i was like smacking myself on the hand like oh my god you need to stop
2: but i was like oh they're having a
1: sale <laughs> like that's only ten dollars
2: for this month that's how they get you they're business people business minded
1: <laughs> all right so speaking of porn i did get this question so um. Someone asked me, how do you feel about uh your partner? So you're in a relationship. How do you feel about your partner watching porn? Is it normal? Is it okay? Should it be a norm? Should there be alternative things they should do besides watching porn? What's your take on that?
2: Yeah, I love this question. I feel like it's important to ask instead if that is something that makes you uncomfortable, why? Um, is it a jealousy factor? Is it a like, you know, you're comparing yourself to the people there or like some people kind of just like to have, some people like to have that surveillance of that of their partner. So it's like, what what is it that, about porn that makes you feel uncomfortable? Because um, what I have found and what a lot of other educators in this field, therapists will, will say is that porn is actually very healthy, especially when you can explore it with your partner you can explore different things you might want to try or um, different things you're interested in, but it could be a fun, explorative way. So um, yeah, I think there's just so much to it. Um, And like some people will, will even consider that as cheating. So it, there could just be this secrecy component of it that makes you uncomfortable or like people feel portrayed or something like that. But really, it's just like like I was saying earlier, everyone has a different way that, um, that gets them going, stimulates them. Some people are very visual and they like variety. And that's all it means. It doesn't mean that they like the people in porn more than you or whatever. It's just I like to watch it. I feel like porn should be normalized to the point where we can watch it just like anything else we watch. You know, like we watch movies on war and people being shot up in fields, but you know, people Yeah,
0: like let's watch an orgasm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) People show scenes of sex. It's like, oh no, cover your eyes. It's like, no, like the natural human condition, you know?
0: Okay. As a sexologist, I know that you've seen many different you've had people ask you many different questions. What is the most out there question? that you can think of that someone asked you?
2: I mean, people will ask me things they, like, people will ask me things they can do with me. <laughs> so, oh so, I mean, I mean, I get a lot of DMs. I don't, like, I don't answer a whole lot of DMs. And most of them will just be like, hi, I have a question. And I'm sure that could like lead on a rabbit hole of something bizarre, but I've also been to a lot of conferences and in-person events and yeah, people have interesting requests. Like people have wanted to just flog me and spank me all night or, <laughs> or like, I don't go to like kink and fetish events, you know, and they're like, oh, like, how would you feel if someone peed on you? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> let me think about
0: it. <laughs> That's been a really popular question that I've been seeing people get, a- have been getting asked often though, like really w- how they feel about being peed on.
1: Wait, really? <laughs> Isn't
0: that I kind of I'm... golden
2: shower? Yeah. Yeah. Golden shower. Yes.
0: I know many different people that like many different things in Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've seen a lot of interesting things in my life, but yeah, I mean- I think kink is really interesting, all of kink and fetish, because there's so many elements. Like if you're just if you're just talking about pee, urine, right? It's like people could like the warmth of it, they could like the taboo-ness of it, they could like the smell of it, the taste of it. But it's like you wouldn't know unless you ask someone. But often people are like yuck, you know, like they don't they just automatically shame it. But it's like well maybe. I don't know, there's just so many different reasons why they like it, you know? And it's just really interesting to explore stuff like that in my mind. Like, I'm a sexologist, so obviously it's interesting to me, but... (laughs)
0: Listen, I have to just note for the audience how your face lit up as you were just talking about all the different reasons people (laughs) are interested in that. So Yeah,
1: my life's work. (laughs) So speaking of kink, okay, so if you're in a relationship with someone and you're not really fond of their, like specific kink that they have what do you do about that because i mean i that will eventually become a problem because if your spouse has this certain kink that they like or that they enjoy and you're not willing to go that certain mile with them what's the best option for that relationship
2: that's a great question um it depends at at that point some people will some people will try to push themselves and try to explore that with their partner to connect with their partner partner in that way. Some people will say, why don't we just open the relationship up? And you can maybe explore that desire of yours with someone besides me. Um, some people will say, yes, it's something that I want to try, but I don't need it and I'm fine with our relationship without it. Um, so it just it just depends. I think it's just about communication, you know, it's just about having those tough conversations. And I feel like a lot of people will just kind of shut it down or they won't even bring it up to their partner because they're scared, but um, communication is super, super important. Um, that's what my new business is that I'm starting. It's called sex talk and it's questions to help facilitate sexual communication between partners, just to like put it out there and like, just get the conversation going, you know?
0: So you're a sexologist. I have to ask, cause I feel like this is an easy question. Are you dating and what does your love life look
2: like? Oh, y'all getting my up in my, my business. Um, I date on and off for sure. I love dating. I, it's my number one favorite hobby. I feel like I learned so much about myself.
0: You are a person okay, we're after the same. my own spirit. Like you're a person <laughs> after my own spirit.
2: I mean, it's like my passion is human connection. And romantic and sexual connection is often to go deep with someone, you know? So I, I'm i very much not in a place in my life where I'm monogamous or seeking monogamy in any way. And I don't want kids in the future, for sure. So I, I'm i just dating and exploring, keeping things open, trying to open my heart to love, you know, but just, just trying
1: out here in these streets.
0: I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you.
1: <laughs> does this mean we go together now? or?
0: It does. Like, we're a thing.
1: <laughs> okay, so I always wonder, because it's kind of a thing on social media. People always talk about, like, you know fuck buddies or just people that you strictly only have sex with um how do you feel about that are you only to like is it okay to have just a simple fuck buddy like someone that you there's no strings attached it's just simply sex is it okay to have multiple fuck buddies um is it okay to you know like how, what happens if you catch feelings for that fuck buddy and it's not reciprocated um like so how I just guess the whole thing of fuck buddies, like, can you explain like it? what's your
0: stance as... on fuck buddies?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your questions. I love the way you ask
2: them. Um, yeah, so relationships can take on many different forms. I feel like a healthy relationship just means that, like, people are communicating, people are making their needs known, and um, being respectful about that. So I definitely think that fuck buddy relationships can be healthy and beneficial and all that stuff. It's about like what both people are looking for at that time. Personally, I'd be catching feelings. So <laughs> it, I I haven't had a long-term successful fuck buddy relationship um, because it just never looks the way I envision it to. Or like I'll go in thinking like, yeah, I just want sex. And it's like, oh wait, I love you now. <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay, so, okay, all so I think some girls like like that. Like, so girls who catch feelings for their fuck buddies, what what are you supposed to do? Like, are you supposed to just cut them off cold turkey? Are you supposed to like express that to them? Like, what do we do?
2: Yeah. Um. So oh, i forgot to add that. So my thing now is that I just over communicate. Um. So even if at the, at the beginning I say this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for, I also say like. And I would appreciate if we both check in if our needs or wants change at any point. So my preference is to be able to communicate that to you, like, hey, um, you know, I've enjoyed what we've been doing, but I fi- I feel myself wanting more for you. Like, how do you feel? Um, and taking it step by step and like not sitting on those feelings too long. You know, like if I if I find myself like falling for someone, it's it's best to kind of catch it sooner rather than later <laughs> or you're just in a deep hole if, if they don't have mutual feelings like if they are developing those feelings that's great but um it's not fun to be the only one speaking okay from, like, i've literally years.
0: had the same fuck buddy since i was in the ninth grade
2: that's beautiful
0: and i'm in my first year of grad school all my friends give me so much crap for it because they're like okay
1: so Why? is it just because like, we don't understand how he got so lucky <laughs> y'all softy. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I, I'm curious, how has that worked out for you? Like, have y'all been in the same cities or like even- Okay, so- Are y'all friends? We, like, I wanna We have
0: the most, like, I'm honestly sometimes like perplexed by what our relationship is. Like, we're fu- we're definitely fuck buddies because we're we've never like went to a relationship mm-hmm. and we've never not been sexual with each other. I guess that would be the other way to put it. It just kind of like- Well, actually, as of right now, and kind of my whole time in high school, he actually lives, like, two miles away. So it's just, it's always worked out that way. Like, you're right there. I'm right here. It's, like,
2: convenient.
0: Yeah. And then you're a cool person. I actually do enjoy you. Like, even when we don't have sex, like, hey, like, our conversation is great.
2: Yeah. I do feel what you were saying, Amir, how, like... Women, it's different. I feel like men are, it's so much easier. Like I, I hear this from the men in my life, like that they have relationships like this. I'm like, how?
0: <laughs> okay. So I literally tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. Like why you guys can't do it. I've been doing it for years. They're like, they're like two months in and they're like, I can't, like, I just can't keep doing this to myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like I can't keep doing this to myself. And it's more so like, and that's how I know. Because, like, when, me, when I catch feelings, it's over. Like, I just, like, cut them off. And then I'm like, dang, like, I don't even express it to the person. I'll just cut them off. And then like, what did I do? And I'm like, you did nothing. It was all me. But you have to go. Oh I don't God, like myself to
2: catch feelings. I have felt that. I will say, like, personal story, this happened to me very recently. And this is, like, behind the scenes, Cookies with Mickey. Um, <laughs> I was looking for just a friends with benefits. We got close, we had a connection and I expressed, I was like, Hey, like I want more. And we've kind of just been in deliberation for like weeks now. (laughs) And so, and it's crazy. I've written articles about like how to embrace the in-between relationships and how there's a lot of joy and beauty to be found in that. And I do believe that. I think intimacy comes in different forms and, Romance doesn't have to look like one specific thing, you know, like a committed relationship, like monogamous. So it, there's flexibility there, um, but it's like also there's there's a pandemic going on and there's like, you know, all these different things. So it's just tough dating in this year, like in 2020. It, this, is, this is tough.
1: I will say this is the
2: hardest year so far. Mm-hmm.
0: So like, for example, what are your takes... On relationship, okay, so you're with someone and you guys have a great sexual chemistry and you guys are sexually monogamous, but you're not emotionally involved. I guess that would be the other way to put it. How would you, how do you navigate that type of situation?
2: Mm, so you're saying like when you have both a sexual and an emotional connection with someone?
0: No, there's this, you guys are sexually monogamous, you have sex seven times a week.
2: So hypothetically, because <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
1: No, what, this is not hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you,
2: because it's not me. It ain't never been. Okay,
0: uh, well, yeah, I, if we gonna throw me to the fire, I'll, I'll take it. I I have to be honest and honest. Okay, so yes, I'm having sex seven times a week, and. It's a pandemic. There's nothing nothing else to do. (laughs) But we are and we're monogamous in that sense, but we can't work out almost the relationship or the emotional connection. How do you do is that when you separate the situation or how do you navigate? How would you navigate that? box?
2: So there's so many parts to it. So you both want to explore, develop the emotional side of things. Is that what you're saying? Yes. But it's not working out.
0: No. But the Why actual intimate part is just so amazing that you're just like, okay, well, if the relationship doesn't work out, that means I just have to eat you.
2: Because there's also, there's not just emotional, there's mental, there's intellectual, there's spiritual. Um, I, I forgot, oh, what's her name? Um, relationship therapist spirit. If You just type in relationship therapist spirit. She broke this down, the psychology of compatibility. And it was five elements. It was um, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, recreational, and what was the other one? I forgot. Sexual.
0: Yeah, I was like, it has to be sex.
2: Yeah. <laughs> how do I forget that? Um, but yeah, so it sounds like y'all check off the sexual. But what about all the other others? And also it's like it depends on how much you prioritize each area. Right. So if sexual is your number one of all five, and maybe, you know, recreational I think I have
0: like my pandemic goggles because I think that since we're in a pandemic, usually I would say I'm really honestly not that into like sex, but like Mm -hmm. I have nothing else to do. So it's shot up to like my number one thing.
2: Uh I feel you. I mean, I've been masturbating like twice a day, like, and that's unusual for me. Like, yeah. Um, You're (laughs) literally after my own heart. (laughs) it could just be that the sex is so bomb and that's because there's not much going on like you said that's a huge part of your life right now it's like a lot of the um we're not even really getting to meet and like see a lot of humans right now so if you're spending a lot of time with this one person and you're getting a lot of value from it you're going to want to explore it and see where it goes you know um am I (laughs) blushing
1: no, I think that makes a lot of sense because I had a similar situation and it's kind of making sense in my head exactly how you're explaining it. Because it's like the connection is there. So like it's so hard in one aspect that it's like you want to explore every other aspect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sometimes tough to do all of that at once. That's why some people will say like, oh, let's just box this in to be just sex. Some people say, let's be friends first before we ever start having sex. Or like people want to separate it because we can't multitask (laughs) or it's just really difficult to. And there's like so much to consider. And so it's easiest when you'd like, just know that person for a long time and you start to already check off those boxes naturally instead of trying to see like, oh wait, like we've been sexually compatible for so long. Now I'm realizing like, now that we're spending more time together, that we're not intellectually compatible at all, and that's a problem, you know. So, it, it depends, man. It's 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 a lot. It's a deep. Now, deep.
0: my next question for you is: I've been doing a lot of research on polyamory. What does it look like when you're saying, "Hey, I'm, I'd like us to be able to be intimate with multiple people"? Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? And am I using the correct word?
2: Yeah, you are. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm definitely someone who prefers. Um, an open relationship style over a monogamous one. I can, disclaimer, I can do monogamy. I have no issue with monogamy. It's just that um, the way that I find myself having the conversation is I'm young. um, Obviously, I'm passionate about learning about sex, exploring, so there's still so much I want to see and do. Um, And I have an interesting career field, so I meet a lot of people, I see a lot of things. So I feel like I would be limiting myself to, put myself in this box, but at the same time, I'm also learning more about more effective ways to communicate and how to be more loving and how to just be a better partner. And so I'd like to explore that with someone but also leaving the door open in case something else comes for me. As someone who identifies as polyamorous, I feel like the most loving thing that I could say to a partner is, I want the best for you. And so I'm okay with me not being the best for you. And if you find someone else that you feel like is a better fit for you because I love you so much, because I want that for you, I'm gonna try to be okay with that. You know, I might feel jealous, I might feel
1: sad, but I'm not that (laughs) much She said, "Stop, stop right there." Like, I, like, like what you were saying, I was like, "That sounds so beautiful," but mm-hmm. I just know me and right now where I'm at in life, I just can ever picture saying that. Like, and I wish one day I can, <laughs> I, I can get to that level and say that you know I love you so much, I want the best for you, even though it's not me. But right now, it's no way I could never. I can
0: but never, Amira, you're like, not actually looking for relationships.
1: Ooh. Yes, I Ooh. mean, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> If a relationship finds me and I find myself in love with my partner, I mean, it's that like, but that's like unconditional love. And I, I got to understand it. Like that's like, mm. you know, you would want someone to have that kind of love for you. I just don't think I could do it. Hmm. But I will want someone to do it. I want someone to do that for me. Like I want someone to love me so much. They can say, if I'm not your man, I want you to go out and find your, find the perfect man for you. Like, I really want that in a partner, but I just can't do it. Is that selfish?
2: First of all, I don't think selfishness is inherently bad. So even if I thought it was (laughs) selfish, I would say, yeah, and, you know, um, because we're young and these are the times to be selfish. So, hey, I, I don't see
1: anything wrong with that on a personal level. Well, I do have a question just to switch gears a little bit. How do you feel about dating apps and the... Okay, so nowadays I feel like dating apps have become like sex apps. In a way, like a lot of guys are, well, guys and girls, I'm not just on a single one, um, sex out, but guys and girls are on there looking for sex more so than love. I mean, it's a couple of people out there, you know, actually looking for, relationship, looking for fun, looking to, you know, have a good time with meeting new people. So how do you like, how do you think someone should navigate dating apps? while looking for love and not just sex.
0: And before we get into that, I think we should ask you this. What are your thoughts on hookup
2: culture? Okay, so um, I'll start with hookup culture, I guess. What do you mean the ease of participating in it through dating apps or just like the general ideal of people being able to just have relationships that are only about sex or like one night stands and stuff like that?
1: one night stands definitely I want to hear how you feel about that hmm.
2: I have a lot of thoughts on that I don't know if we got time i <laughs> <laughs> I have never personally um, been into one night stands but I definitely fully understand them especially when like especially when we're young and we're kind of just wanting to just get some experience or like just put ourselves out there just learn because I know there were plenty nights when I was young where we would just go out And, like, me and my girlfriends, we would just go out, talk to guys, and we would race and see who can get the most phone numbers. And, like, (laughs) we wouldn't actually, like, obviously sleep with all these men. It was just like, let's just go and practice, (laughs) you know? Um, So, but my worry is that, not to get very serious and deep, but I think I saw a statistic that said something like 97% of sexual assault cases on college campuses happen when one or both people are intoxicated with alcohol it's it, it just depends on how you're approaching this quote-unquote hookup culture right like if you're just people are just going out and just getting wasted and drunk just to like hook up with someone like a lot of the time bad things happen you know so it's just always best to be like clear-headed and to um, be mindful when you're Yourself out there sexually, I feel, um, whether it's one night or 10,000 nights. So, um, <laughs> you're like, smile. I like to see you smile, like, it's my confirmation that I said something good.
0: <laughs> I just love this. Like, I am having so much fun with you.
1: Not for
2: us, this is like good. one of my
0: favorite of We should,
2: <laughs> yeah, have me on like every month, it'll be so cool. Um,
1: so what about the hookup culture and dating apps?
2: Yes. Dating apps. So I'm so pro dating apps. I think they're a great way to meet people in so many different ways. Um, and I think people overlook the, the value, the, the importance of the bio. You can, you can weed out whatever you don't want just in your bio. You can attract whatever you do want just in your bio and even in your pictures. Um, so nowadays I'll literally, I'm going to read my dating app bio. This is literally Tinder. Hold on.
0: Can I read my bio first? Because I it now I'm like, okay, is this why can I'm not my getting well? <laughs> that's just all My, okay. my bio literally says what, what I'm on ungener- this. I'm ungener- okay. Ungener- me
2: too. Okay. okay, me too. Okay. The bio
0: literally says I have a podcast and any conversation is subject to discussion on that podcast. That's it. That's it.
2: I bet. Because <laughs> that's a huge conversation starter. It's like, oh, like can I be on? Or like, oh, what do you talk about? Or like, let's have a <laughs> room.
1: So mine says, let's exchange playlists and memes. And ironically, I get a lot of messages about exchange and playlists and memes. Okay.
2: Okay. Interesting. So I'm very wordy. I feel like I have a complex life. So I like to kind of give people a warning. So here's mine. Um, Georgia Tech grad, entrepreneur, sexologist, writer, free thinker, extroverted introvert, sarcastic sweetheart, lover of pillow talk. Five ten, and then I said, "Itching to get out of the house and enjoy great dinner and great conversation." Heart looking for depth. Swipe right if you're not afraid of love and vulnerability. Wet emoji. Wow, I need to still be there. Wet emoji. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit gets wet. Like, be vulnerable with me, and like, I'm down to have sex.
1: <laughs> but see, your bio is like you're right. Maybe we should like have our bios more in depth because you put it straight out there. You're looking to get the house and to. I'm going mm-hmm. on a date. You're not looking to hook up with anyone. So if you're not looking to go on a date, don't even swipe right.
2: Period. Nail on the head. Exactly. I'm not I'm not looking. I'm not in the market right now for family benefits. I have been and my bio was set accordingly to that. But right now I'm like, you know what? I want to connect and um I want loving relationships with care and and emotions and stuff. So I want to attract people that are ready for that.
0: Have you attracted people that are ready for that?
2: I have. I have. Yeah, um I'm attracting it's yeah, it's so crazy how you just change your bio and you get totally different matches, totally different messages, totally different conversations.
1: So, that's it is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was that was great cuz now I need to change my bio. <laughs> I got to so put let's grab drinks. do <laughs> doing yeah. happy hour after a long day of work. Wait, so are you looking for a relationship or you said you're not? I am you know, not <laughs> I'm not, but I I don't... Okay, so I've always been in this weird space. So it's like... Like I told you before, like if I catch feelings for someone, even if it's sexual or non-sexual, I somehow try to turn it off. Like I will say last year, I had two great guys. They both had great potential. And I literally... I don't know what was wrong with me. And I look back now, I'm like, dang, you really messed up too. Like, you know, great potential boyfriends who I wasn't ever sexual with. They were just great guys. You know, they took, like, we would go out all the time. They want to, I actually spent time with me just hanging out. And like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. My feelings just like went, I just cut them all. One, I actually blocked. He made me mad one time and I blocked him. And then I like, unbox am back a month later.
0: Is this the one
2: that proposed to you?
1: No, that's a different one.
2: How would you rate your communication skills? One, um, to one to 10.
1: When it comes to guys, I will rate my communication skills, maybe like the five. And that's like me being generous because I don't always know how to express my feelings. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I, um, and often, you know, it's not even, I think sometimes we get hung up on the feelings themselves and the emotions themselves. But there's a lot of weight on how you express it and when you express it. And I'm someone who's very straightforward. Um, but there are, you know, ways to communicate yourself and to show what you want, um, and and to see, like you know, if both people are on the same page, or to to give that person the opportunity to weigh in or to express themselves as well, you know. That actually makes a lot of sense. You actually so make I, a lot of sense.
1: You do like everything is starting to fall into place. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, dang that, yeah, you're you're making us like look at ourselves differently. But I do have a, a different kind of question.
2: So I'm now booking um, consultations for dating coaching sessions. Anyone listening my my line's available. Okay, sorry, go ahead.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, <I> might, <laughs> we love it. I might just you up for that one. Uh, okay, so how do you feel about um, body count? Does body count matter? Is body count should it be a thing? Should you count at all? um should that only be your business should you have to explain that to your partner it really um body
2: count really does not matter it doesn't tell you a whole lot at the basis in my opinion however i do ask my partners i do like to know um but you know i've been with partners who have had several other partners but you know couldn't find my clitoris And then I've also been with like people who were very inexperienced, but were attentive and were willing to learn my body and were there and present. Um, So I'm someone who's like, I'm comfortable with my body count number. I'm comfy with it going up. And I I definitely don't think there should be a whole lot of weight, especially not a, especially never negative stigma on that because sexual connection, sexual intimacy is just one form of intimacy it's like, imagine if people judged you on how many hugs you gave out, you know? <laughs> or, like, how many conversations you had with, like, people. or Like, that would be weird, right? But it's like, I don't know, there's a lot of weight when it comes – like, if your genitals are involved, people are like, oh, oh no. can mm can't let that go up. I just
1: love your answers for everything. I just want to tell you that. Like, you say the right stuff all the time. <laughs> Thank
2: you. I appreciate I've had – I mean – I previously hosted on a podcast. Um, That was how I got into the field. It was called Who Do You Kink You Are? And we would have discussions like this on a monthly basis. It was really great. Um, But yeah, I've been blogging about this stuff for years. And now I'm on my way. I start grad school next month to get my master's in human sexuality education. So... This is my life's work for sure. And I, I could talk about this stuff all day, every day. I love it. I just... <laughs> I
1: love y'all. This is fun.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just... Okay. I'm like fanboying out. I I have to reel it back
1: John is blushing. He's been smiling the whole time.
0: Because <laughs> she's so suave. Like, okay. Aww. So, body count to you is not... It doesn't... You ask, but you're not asking And like a oh my gosh, your body count is 87 and I just don't want anything to do with that. It's more just for a knowledge, like just so you can fill out almost their sexual level. Not Well, you actually said no because you've been with people that have a lot of body, that have been with a lot of partners and they don't. So when mm-hmm. you ask, what exactly are you asking for?
2: I guess I'm kind of just nosy. I get, well, You can also tell kind of how people answer. Um, I think there's different questions you can ask to especially when you're first getting to know someone to gauge their comfort and their own sexuality um, to gauge how they view sexuality as a whole. um, Which is why like the game I'm creating is so special to me because it breaks, it's 69 questions just about sexuality and intimacy and connection. And it's intended to help enhance sexual chemistry um, and just to be able to have those conversations without shame, because I feel like, majority of us have some level of shame around our sexuality, like even if just a little bit. Uh, And I'm a huge fan of just exposing the shame (laughs) so that like it feels less shameful, you know, but like just talking about it and just like, even if it's something as small as, I mean, yeah, if it is shame around your body count or if it's body positivity, it's like, "Mm, I'm shameful about this part of my body. I'm insecure about this part of my body or I mean, to hear about my experience or if I can actually please you or what this will mean for our relationship. Like all of that, I think there's no such thing as too much communication. And I just try to like ask it all. So the game kind of does the hard work of putting the questions in front of you. It's just up to you to ask them, you know?
0: Okay. What do you think? So I w- freshman year of college, my friends asked this person I was hanging out with what his body count was. And his response was, I know a lot of people and a lot of people know me.
1: <laughs> great answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer.
0: <laughs> okay, now looking back at it, like now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, that was probably the best freaking answer in the world. But like, then I'm, oh my, I'm like,
2: what? <laughs> it is, yeah, it's kind of like, hmm, like, what does, what does this person mean by that? Like, wait a minute. Like, who like describe you? a lot.
1: As you have to say, what's the number for a lot? Yeah, everyone has a different a lot
2: as well like some people be like oh my goodness I can't let it get over one hand and then some people are like oh my god I'm reaching 100 uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you think there's a a, like do you think there's a point where there's too many like I I know you say like you don't really care you don't really judge but like do you think at at a point like if you're reaching 150 and you're only 25 like you might want to seek like you know figure out why you haven't why need so many partners or you think that's just like, it's okay. Or, do you,
0: or is there like an implication almost that as the number gets to like 150, like Amira says, that you almost can't be satisfied? But
1: mm-hmm. like, why do you feel like you need that many partners? Or why do you feel like you couldn't have that one that could just do everything? Or are you do something just like, like, I you know do it one time and just onto the next.
2: I feel like there's a, a few things to consider. So, in my opinion, a sex addiction would look like if it's interfering with your life in some way. If um, it's hindering your daily activities. So, if it's something that's like a healthy element of your lifestyle. Um, and you're able to do everything else and your life doesn't like revolve around how much sex you're having, how long it lasts with who, you know, it's like, like there can be something really healthy there. But at the same time, I personally feel like what also matters is how you're approaching your sex life. So, um, like, are you having sex with someone, someone different every night and you're being rude to them and you're kicking them out and you know, it's sloppy and like you know, if is just inconsiderate and disrespectful, like that's one thing to consider. But if you're someone it's like, Hey, like they're letting people know up front. they're like, Hey, you know, I got tested yesterday. Hey, I sleep around. Hey, I, I like this. I want this. Are you okay with that? And that person consents to it. Then it's like, I mean, it could look like that every single one night with someone hypothetically. So I feel like it's it's just about how you approach it. And in what way that affects your life. Yeah. And then also, it's like, like you were saying, um, considering why someone wouldn't be able to get that same satisfaction with one person versus they need a variety of people. Yeah, because that, that might indicate that they're searching for something out and uh, maybe running from something, whether that be like connection or like really going deep with one person. So it and it could look like so many different things. But I mean, yeah.
1: So I do oh. have like this is my this is my last question. I just want to ask. So how do you feel about okay, condom versus no condom? When do you think is the right time to not wear one, or if you're not in a relationship, should you just always wear one?
2: Um, definitely about communication. And so like you know, protection is protection against STIs, but it's also protection against pregnancy for some people. So it's like two totally different conversations sometimes, but. Communication, if you're if you are sexually active and you're not like just seeing one person, making sure you're getting tested and communicating your status to people and like both people are on the same page, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of like not having the conversation like as soon as I should have. I definitely believe that it should be early on, I guess early as possible, you know. Try to like I try to take away the weirdness of having the conversation because it can be kind of weird and awkward sometimes, but I feel like getting it out the way earlier is what works best for me.
0: Now, this is actually a question that just got sent in to me. I'm so sorry about the lateness. No, you're me. good. I'll Okay. I'm 22 and I've never been in a relationship. Is something wrong with
2: you? 22? I've never been in a relationship? No, nothing is wrong with you. And you're not broken. And there are so many different reasons why you could have not found a relationship. And a relationship is not the, the thing that's going to fulfill you and make you happy. And it's not going to be easy. So I hope that you're not valuing yourself on that or making yourself feel like you're less worthy because you haven't been in a relationship to whoever heard this person is who asked this, but um, you have plenty of time, like there's no rush. Um, one thing I've been practicing and like teaching about a lot is that there's just a zero rush to be in a relationship. And there's a million ways to find intimacy, love, and connection outside of a committed romantic relationship. And so if it's connection that you're looking for, go out and find it. If it's intimacy you're looking for, go out and find it. Relationships, that takes time. (laughs) And that's something you got to build and like give a lot of energy to. So ask yourself if you're even ready for that. Because often we think we are and we're not.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Mickey. We look
2: forward
0: to having you again. Thank you (laughs) so much. I'm like obsessed with you now. Thank you so much. You've been such a pleasure.
2: I love y'all. This has been really fun. Y'all ask great questions. Like I've learned a lot. This has been really great. I'd love to be back.